0: This call may be monitored and recorded for quality assurance. Welcome to Digfin Vox, the podcast brought to you by Digital Finance Media. Digfin is an online media platform covering the people and organizations using technology to transform financial services. MIFID II, which goes into effect in January, has forced banks to do what banks should have been doing for a while now, ensuring that all communications between traders and their clients are monitored and recorded for compliance purposes. One hole in this net of compliance is online chat, the large number of choices for that. Facebook, live chat, Gmail, and dozens of others creates many potential loopholes. Today, I have the pleasure once again of speaking with James DiBiazio, editor of Digital Finance Media, who's looked at a partnership between UBS and emerging regtech FinChat to close the loopholes around online chat. Thanks for joining us today, James. UBS is uh, recently hooked up with FinChat. What, what's going on there exactly?
1: Well, whenever you call your bank or if you ever, you know, have to uh, call any kind of big corporation, you usually end up having a recorded message that says, this conversation is being recorded for whatever reason. And, you know, banks always have have been doing that for a long time with their voice and their emails uh, to make sure that nothing shady goes on and everything's appropriate. Uh, And uh, now they need to find a way to bring that into the real world of messaging apps, because that's really how most people want to communicate now.
0: I I don't mean to be cynical here, but I mean, you've got um, rich people who have the personal cell phone number of the guy on the trading desk. There's tons of ways to communicate with that person through apps on the person's phone. Does this, I mean, does this really make a difference or are they basically just shutting down one channel, you know, that could potentially open up three more?
1: Well, it certainly brings in, it it makes it possible now that if you have a a, a phone or any kind of device that you have that's, that's registered with the company that is how you communicate with anybody, then... Uh, that the apps on those phones will have to get piped. If you, you know, in in the in the case of of UBS and and, and FinChat, those those apps would have to be put onto FinChat's pipe, which just sends it to a server that would be at UBS, where a compliance officer can look at the messages and and make sure that everything is above board. The,
0: is this its own messaging app, or does this sit no. on top of messaging apps like you know Facebook Chat? To uh, to make sure that those are compliant,
1: it it's the latter. It's not a it's not a it's not a messaging app itself. In fact, this is a problem. This is it's solving the problem that a lot of banks created their apps uh, in the hope that they would get customers to speak with them on the bank's own app. But nobody wants to do that, especially if you use multiple banks. Not to mention you've got apps for maybe your insurance company or an investment group or other, you know, utilities or whatever, nobody wants to download an app to talk to their bank that way. It's a pain, especially Mm. if you're a wealthy customer, right? I mean, you're like, you know, I I just want to talk to you on WeChat or on WhatsApp or online or these other popular messy And so this FinChat is a a small startup company in Singapore, and they have developed a simple pipe so that uh, phones that are, I guess, devices that are put, you know, that use the, um, the FinChat software uh it it puts a little it it pipes all of their messages through their through finchat and it ends up in their employers compliance department server
0: so um no matter what they're using uh finchat allows it to be compliant it is platform agnostic is that pretty much right
1: yes you got it
0: got it um so uh, that, that's a good place for them to be. Uh, that They don't have to keep, you know, it, it's, it's a lot easier to sit on top of uh, whatever the platform du jour is, I suppose. Um, that's right. So this, uh, am I right in thinking that this is something that banks should be doing now uh, and this is something that banks must be doing after MIFID II goes into effect in January? Bingo. Uh, got it. Um and um it we would file this uh following up with our, We we seem to run in themes uh, here on uh uh Digfinvox. Uh this is under uh RegTech, right?
1: Yes, I guess you could call this a RegTech thing. It's it's being purp it's initial purpose in the way that UBS is using it is around wealth management, relationship managers speaking with wealthy clients. You can imagine that this could also be used on trading desks, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: all the market manipulation scandals around LIBOR and FX. A lot of the communication between those traders that were rigging markets was often done on the same messaging apps, as opposed to on the corporate. You know, of course, they wouldn't discuss these things on the corporate email. So, uh, you know, so it it has applications for uh, trying to. Uh, get rid of fraud and corruption within the banking system, as well as in terms of potentially naughty conversations um, around tax evasion or whatever you might have with, uh, with big, powerful clients.
0: Right. Um, Now, you know, what's, I guess this is kind of a stupid question, but like, you know, you bring your, your trade, you bring your cell phone on the floor of the exchange or or, uh, I'm sorry, on the trading floor. And, um, you know, what's to prevent you um, from using your... Are are banks preventing traders from using their personal uh, hardware on on the trading floor?
1: Uh, I I don't really know how that works, uh, and it may may vary. I don't know exactly how they control Mm -hmm. for that. But uh, in the case of what... Uh, this particular example of UBS, which is the first big bank to sign up to use this particular startup's solution, I think once you have to comply with something, they will require their employees that any communications with customers must only be done on a device that we can have compliance over the, the, the messaging. Hmm. So if you – sure, you can still get away with I can go out, get a burner phone, and communicate that way. But then you are breaking – your contract with your employer, and you are. And if they catch you, there's no wiggle room. You would be, you would be fired, and you might be subject to all kinds of uh, legal action. So, mm. you know, it, it's uh, can 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 one technology end fraud forever? Of course not. Human beings are always going to be uh, up to all kinds of gimmicks. But um, but this will spell it out, and this will also mean that you can use your device uh, in, in the safety and security of knowing that you're covered and that you can have conversations on your, on your iPhone with your, or your, your galaxy, uh, Samsung phone with your customer, uh, anytime, uh, as be- and if, and you want to do that because that's the way the customer wants to talk to you. Customers want to use their messaging apps cause that's what they're used to. That's what they like. Right. And, you know, they don't want to have to bother with, you know, getting you to talk on the phone for a lot of routine stuff.
0: Right, right. Um, let's see. Um, so, uh, do do you feel like this is the beginning of a lot of uh, banks adopting this solution, or are you seeing other solutions being used by by other uh, financial institutions?
1: There are a lot of different KYC options out there. This is the first one I've found that is specific about. Uh, controlling how people communicate via WhatsApp or, or WeChat. But um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, the UBS uh, told me that they had looked at a handful of fintechs that were in this area, not very many, though, and they also said that the tradi- their traditional technology vendors had no solution whatsoever for this. So I think it's, it's an area that will be of growing importance, particularly with MIFID, But um, and there will be more solutions coming out. um, But right now, I I think it's still a a niche market.
0: Um, As an ultra high net worth individual looking to uh, launder money, I I would appreciate it if you would publish a list of the institutions that don't use a solution like this.
1: Well, I think that's probably that's probably about all of them at the (laughs) right Ah. now. So, So we're so you're. Your vast empire of illicit gain is uh, is still is still safe for the next few months. Dave.
0: At least until January, yes. Until um, January,
1: then it's over. Well, this is <laughs> this is sort of the interesting thing about what you know a reg tech solution, which seems very dull. It's just something that you stick in the back office so we can the rest of us can get on with life. But imagine you are uh, you know most global banks will have to roll out those European uh, regulations on a global basis anyway, and. Here you are. Uh, your competitor, UBS, and maybe one or two other institutions have developed a solution where they can talk to their customers, particularly younger customers in Europe, um, or or a lot of Asian people who just culturally never got very big in email anyway. So they really do use the messages, uh, the messaging apps. And you know, here you are. Your customers, January, are already chatting away with your clients. Uh, and, and you can't use that same thing. And the client's going to be like, well, how come I can use my my WhatsApp to communicate with my relationship manager at bank at UBS or another bank, but I can't to you, right? So that, that suddenly is, that's, that's no longer just piping and plumbing. That's now a competitive issue. Right,
0: right. I, I would think uh, that's where I was going with that, whether uh, other institutions, like whether this would pose critical mass that would force other financial institutions to adopt it or something, something similar. Well, Mifid will <laughs> do
1: that. Mifid will do that. Yes, I mean, under Mifid, because before, right now, technically speaking, it's probably best practice not to communicate with uh, with third parties on on platforms that cannot be compliant. However, I'm sure people do it left, right, and center. So uh, this will now mean that you can't do it anymore. And unless you've got some solution that needs miFID uh, approval you know and so this so regulation here is is accelerating massively what would have otherwise been more of just sort of a best practice. people would have done it until another you know and maybe another scandal for forced the force the hand of of the financial institutions but MiFID too will just make it very clear except you know that uh, you have to um, you have to have uh, compliance around. Uh, how you use messaging apps and that's, that's just going to be it.
0: Is this deal, a uh, something of a game changer for FinChat? I mean, they've only got 10 employees, right? Or are are they going to achieve scale with this? Or is this just kind of like a, like a, a great first step for them?
1: No, I think this is a big deal for, you know, for a small company like that, UBS is one of the biggest financial institutions in the world, particularly when it comes to the, the the wealth management, private banking universe. It's, you know, it's it's a Goliath. So to get a company like that, it's just starting off in, in Singapore and they might roll it out to some other Asian markets right now. it's at, Well, I should also go back right now. It's still at a POC stage proof of concept. That means it's still being tested. It's probably not. So they, they want to make sure that the technology works. They want to make sure that they can integrate this. They they got to make sure that it fits in with their other systems. They've got to come up with a way for their compliance people to understand what it is and to be able to look at it. They probably have a second iteration where they're going to come up with alerts and stuff so that, you know, cause you're talking about a vast amount of data. So there's um, you know, there's a lot of actually that has to happen before you can say, well, it's just done and dusted. So it's mm-hmm. not at that, at that stage. But if those things if if they get through that process in the next few months, then for for UBS it's it, it's one of many things they've got going on, and it will be you know it, it'll be helpful for them, and and it might have some some short term competitive advantage for them, uh, and it will make sure that they're ready to go in advance of Mifid's uh, deadline. So it's for them, it's I'd say it's it's great, but it's not like a game changer. But for a small company like like FinChat, this if this uh, if they get through the next set of of hoops, it's a big deal for them. Yeah. And they will be able to vend this to, to other financial institutions. Um, and then if UBS is happy with it, it could scale into Europe. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of potential for, for for this. And and other people, I'm sure, will come to market with similar ideas or, or perhaps improvements.
0: Right. Um. Now you uh, you were writing about how these guys were leveraging AI to trying to cut through that incredible volume of, of chat data. Is is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's probably what would happen next. So uh, the, the guys at, at, at FinChat told me that, that you know there's there's plenty of ways, fairly simple solutions uh, using open sourced artificial intelligence tools to uh find ways to weed through all the noise you know you're going to be downloading massive amounts of conversations to compliance officers who will need they're going to need some some help to identify red flags or you know it might be uh language uh, you know searching for for keywords that are going to be a, a problem or anything that they would, would want to have come to their attention as opposed to having some poor schmuck there, you know, sitting there reading every bloody message that comes through from, you know, a thousand, a thousand bankers and, uh, and 5,000 clients. You know I mean? That would be a, that, that would not be a fun job.
0: Hopefully they'll design some AI that will go through the messages and determine which high net individuals are most likely to advertise on a, a fintech, uh,
1: podcast a fintech media podcast yeah, yeah. um yeah. i'll um i'm gonna i'm gonna send them an email and just suggest they might want to think
0: about yeah that. you know just throw that out there see if they'll go for it um thank you very much james always a pleasure
1: yeah thank you dave and uh you know remember you have probably got about six months left to uh to hide away all of your your illicit gains
0: oh yeah yeah you know it's okay it's okay uh, yeah i'll uh just put it on my private island
1: Okay. All right. Well, make sure you invite me for the barbecue. <laughs> but but just don't send you. But you know you can't
0: message me. Well, we'll just have to stick with our usual code then, I guess. Blue Horseshoe loves anaconda steel. If you'd like to learn more about the UBS FinChat partnership and what it means for RegTech and trading compliance, read James' full article online at www. Digital Finance Media, that's one word, dot com. All of the articles at Digital Finance Media are free, but you have to register. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast of Digital Finance Media. I'm guest host David Zweifler. If you enjoyed it, please be sure to give us a good rating and share it on social media so your friends can find it too. This is Ditchfin Fox.